Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 281. And it's Tuesday, May 21st, the year year. of 2019. The year. Today on the episode, we've got a couple different things to discuss. Layton's going to post another photo from Israel. No, Uh, no, no, you're wrong. I have posted a photo from Israel. Yeah. And it's... It's, I think it's like six or seven photos. Wow. That's too many. I'm sorry. You're supposed to conserve them so that we have content for years. But at the rate you're going, we'll have content for months. It, <laughs> isn't that okay? No. Okay, sorry. No. But, we, can't, we can't go on an Israel trip every four months. We can't? No. Well, th- no, people, no. The moral of the story is people need to start using the Amazon link so that we can go on an Israeli trip every four months. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Finally, Jeff, Jeff is, is on preoccupied. Board. Jeff is on his phone and not paying any attention hey, to the podcast. I am doing podcast. I am listening to you guys, and I'm doing something Your podcast related. Is so is off. Your cadence doesn't flow, Jeff. I'm doing something podcast related, and what it is is I am updating the Airtable with today's coffee. <gasps> Ooh, Jeff, thank you. Um, <laughs> Ruben, James speaking of Airtables, there's been an update to Canban <laughs> Flow. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm joking. We talked oh. about it before the episode that we should talk about the new updates, and then I just thought I'd toss it in there because we don't think it's really that important. It's not. But I do have something important. Oh, um, what do you have that is important? A story of frustration. With who? I don't know. <gasps> Actually, that's not totally true. Uh, frustration with Microsoft and an unknown party. And an unknown party. Yeah. A few weeks ago, I was uh, going through my budgeting app and uh, reconciling purchases, and I noticed about four or five purchases from Microsoft that totaled about $300. And I was astonished because I didn't recall making these purchases. Were you flabbergasted? I, not sure, but that was something. But I, I ended up realizing, actually pretty quickly, I realized that someone had used my xbox live account my, okay. my, my microsoft account to make a purchase on the microsoft store mm-hmm. and i immediately realized what had happened i sold my xbox at my uh, parents garage sale okay and i went a, f- a few days um actually i think the next day mm-hmm. it had been so long that i had logged into my xbox that i assumed that before anyone would be allowed to even log in or make a purchase they would need to have like the last three digits of my card or probably even verify with two-factor authentication that that this is for sure me using my account. However, that clearly did not happen because purchases were made with my Xbox, with, with my account. Um, but, but like I was saying, mm-hmm. that the next day on Saturday, I decided, you know what, just to be safe, I'm going to log into my Xbox account and remove all uh, known devices um, it's, that's very common if you have an Apple account. You can remove old iPhones from it. And very mm-hmm. similarly, Microsoft has the same thing with computers and with Xboxes so that those devices are no longer authorized to make a purchase. So I went and did that and went along my 
my life like like normal i thought uh-huh. but then a few days later is when i realized that a purchase several purchases has been had been made to total around three hundred dollars i immediately contacted microsoft i did a google search and i found a form to fill out and it was detailed and it said hey uh mention the order numbers that were used to make these unauthorized purchases and i followed through the steps and i heard back a day later and they said hey your request has been denied <gasps> And then I replied and said, hey, I'm very disappointed. Um, I think if you if you realize what happened, you'll agree that this was not an authorized purchase and I should have a refund. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear a response. I ended up emailing Microsoft about 20 times over the course of a week, and oh. I didn't once hear, hear a response. So I was getting frustrated, so I sent out a tweet at Microsoft. I direct messaged them and said, oh, okay. hey, uh, I'm very frustrated. I've been so wait, trying. So it wasn't a public tweet. I think I did. A, I know I did a direct message. I may have also done a. Actually, I did both. I did a public tweet, and then I also sent them a direct message. Okay. And basically said, "Hey, I'm very frustrated. Uh, there were some unauthorized purchases made on my account, and I've been reaching out and have not heard back from you, even though I've sent 20 emails over the course of a week." And for, very quickly, they responded back hmm. and said, "Hey, sorry to hear this. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do." Is basically what they said. (laughs) And so I ended up then calling. uh, I I think I sent a follow-up message saying, hey, this is ridiculous. I need to have contact information for someone who can fix my problem, Mm -hmm. which is I need a refund issued immediately. Right. And uh, finally, I ended up looking on Google Maps for the nearest Microsoft store because I wanted to talk to a person to explain my frustration. And I figured talking with a person was the only way to get this done. Yes. So I called the nearest Microsoft store, and I don't remember if it was in Chicago or Indianapolis or where it was at. But I didn't I, know that Microsoft had stores. Oh, they had little pop-ups, didn't they? Don't they? No, they have actual stores. They have stores. Okay. Anyway. They're, they're few and far between, but they're, they are legit stores. Okay. I, I finally got hold of a person, and I explained my situation, and he was super helpful. Okay. Like, very helpful. But he did say, hey, there's no way for me to put you in contact with anything, anyone at the, uh, at the, the returns or the accounts payable department or anything like that like I, there's no way for me to get you in touch with anyone that can help you what i would do is call your bank and tell them that these are fraudulent and ask them to file a claim with microsoft oh okay and so i said okay thank you you're finally a person that's actually helped me with my situation and i hung up and called my bank um and they in fairly quickly um took care of the problem oh, and they were going to file a claim with microsoft and and it's all good to go. I see. However, what what's so frustrating? I'm I'm partially frustrated at the person who bought the Xbox, um, because my my. Do bank, you know the person? No, I don't know who it was. I don't know who it is. But my bank, I I saw five transactions. Uh huh. And then when I was talking with my bank and saying they were asking me, well, which one of these are fraudulent? Which one of these are are were you? And they said, well, I see one here for $18 and another one here for $110. And I said, well, I don't see those transactions at all. And then they said, oh, these are ones that we actually did block, but they were also to Microsoft. So the person that had done it was continuing to try to make purchases even, wow. even more than what actually went through. Wow. And it was the exact same day. The day that I deauthorized that Xbox is the day the purchases were made. Oh. So I probably missed it by maybe just a few hours. I don't even know. Wow. But one one last thing. What time was it? What day when you unauthorized it? Was it was the 26th of 
August. The 26th of August is when you Sorry, do- April, April. I was going to say, I thought it was recently. <laughs> um, and I contacted Microsoft within, uh, I think it was within a week or within at least within 10 days. What time were you talking with them? It was two weeks later that I actually finally what? talked with someone. Okay, so, but then that day, like, what what day were the those, when you, de- when you deauthorized it, that someone just happened to, like, sneak in a purchase before you deauthorized your Xbox? Well, it was the same day. Right. So then, what time had you realized? I don't, oh, oh, it, that, that I realized it went through. It was, it was about, it was within the week, but close to a week later, maybe five days later. Oh, okay. Because it was, it was May. It was the month of May when it I was realized. during the week. And if they had made those purchases a few hours before you deauthorized, like that means that you, you probably deauthorized around five o'clock. I actually don't know. Well, it was on it was on Saturday. Oh, it was on a Saturday, right? I think the twenty sixth on Saturday. No, not a, not of April. Totally. I was saying that 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 person should be at work oh. and not being not downloading an Xbox. So not all, like not, not not playing on their Xbox. Like not only should they not be spending your money, but they should also be doing something productive. Yeah. Dur- during a work day. L- let in me the middle of the day. let me uh, voice a little bit why I'm so frustrated at Microsoft though. Oh, okay. They have it set up so that you can, uh, if you don't have your Xbox connected to the internet after a month, I believe you are not able to play your games that you mm. purchased on the Microsoft Store yeah. that you bought digitally. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I don't know. I, I it's something not, something sure. like that. Yeah. Um. My my point being, it's so easy for them to to to. To in their system make a note either automatically or whatever to say, hey, this game is no longer authorized on this account. Mm-hmm. You cannot play. Mm-hmm. However, it was so it was impossible for them just to issue me a refund. Even though I had done it with, I think their terms were within thirty days or maybe fourteen days, and I was I was easily within the allotted time mm-hmm. when I when I initially filled out the form and said, hey, these are not authorized purchases. Mm-hmm. And I have to assume this happens regularly, that children or siblings use their parents' or siblings' account and make purchases that the parent does not want made Ugh. and would request a refund from Microsoft, Microsoft. right? Yeah. I, 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 I've actually dealt with them before on returns and stuff like that, and their return policy is terrible. It's, it's just, it doesn't it's, exist, Jeff. That that's the whole thing. The refund yeah. policy is not existent. It's like no refunds. Like even Google, like even on their apps, they'll let you try an app for fifteen minutes, and if you don't like it, then you can refund it. Even Apple, if you go and if you you receive an order, I think their email, refund policy, Microsoft's re- refund policy, is they'll let you try something for fifteen seconds, and then after that, it's not refundable. Unless you call it's your not bank. even that. Unless you call your bank and have them file a claim there you go. to the legal system. It's an, if it's an inadvertent purchase, they'll even like be really reluctant. Well, and, and even Apple, which you don't, they don't have a way to like request a refund within their on your on your iOS device. You can email them, mm-hmm. or maybe on their on the email they send you of your order a few days later, mm-hmm. you can request a refund. And I have done it, and it's worked. It's been fairly simple to do, mm-hmm. and it works. Again, uh, just Microsoft. I mean, I do just. Don't like doing business with them. Oh my! I don't, I don't like them as a company. Yeah, but do, tried, do you like their operating system? N- it's okay, you don't, you, but I don't love you don't, it. You don't like you don't love Windows? No. Okay. Layton, you're giving me this look. 
Well, I, I watched you as you gave Ruben a look. Like a little bit of a skeptic look. It was pretty great. Uh, all right, that's I, I, all I've got. Wow. Uh, wow. We're talking hey, guys, about let's, let's get this coffee. Let's you know what? You know what? what? They were actually probably just mad that you sold your Xbox. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it was. If you wouldn't have told them that, they probably would have been much more cordial. But when they heard, like, oh, you're getting rid of our yeah, Xbox. Yeah, but they don't know if, that, if he bought a new Xbox. Well, and here yeah, he signed in on the other one. Maybe part of the problem was when I filled out the form. <laughs> and here's another thing: their form to request a refund is awful as well, because they make it look like they they ask you the question: Did someone you know make this purchase? And if you, I said no. I don't know who the person was, but it was an authorized purchase. And then they like flip me back to the beginning of the form to fill it out again. Huh. It, so like, it was very. You have to know the person in <laughs> order to an, get a annoying. refund. It, maybe it was and based then off their advice is then go ask them to pay. It is. It is. I think that's Are the you policy. Serious? If you know it is, just go tell them to pay you. I'm, that, that's not written. Th- that, but, that, that's, but that's hearted. But that's what it's. That's <laughs> that what it felt like. Dumbest thing. Oh. Oh. Wow. <clears throat> we need to talk something else. I'm getting yeah. riled up just yeah. just thinking yeah. about it. Oh wow. Oh, there there was a Ruben's rant. Ruben's rant. Hashtag Ruben's rant. All right, let's talk about this coffee. Jeff was yeah. gracious. Now, you know what, Jeff? Tell us about the things you bought, the specs. Yeah. Our new hardware. <clears throat> new hardware for the This roasters. is us investing back into the podcast. Yep. So uh, today we, we, we have with us. We like to give back. Our very own to ourselves. grinder. Unlike Microsoft. We have our very own grinder for the French Press podcast. So send us whole bean coffee all day long. We love it because mm. we'll grind it ourselves. And this is with our grind, in-house grinder. That is a it's a pretty cool grinder. Yeah, it's incredibly loud. It's the cheapest one I found on Amazon. So what model? But or, or it's, make it's is a Cousinart. Cousinart. How do you spell that? Uh, I thought it was cuisine. Cuisine art. Does it start with a Q or a K? C U I S I N. The other one. A R T. Anyways, it's a it's a bird grinder. It does a really good job. Did a really good job. It is just. Super loud. Yeah, we um, couldn't grind it while we're recording. That would yeah. be way too loud. Yeah, and it's not like a super fast grinder either. There's some grinders that grind faster, but no. What, I, this is a really good one. What got, I think is so cool about it is that it has a top feeder mm-hmm. that you pour the 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 beans into. Mm-hmm. All right, and then very common. Yeah, and then you pour it in there, and then it has like the blades uh, like. The blades are kind of guarded halfway. Mm-hmm. Like there's only certain slots mm-hmm. that the uh, beans can feed into at the bottom. Yeah, where the blades are, and so thus, it's able to make sure that all of the beans are blade are are bladed, are ground, like into a very certain kind of fineness that you can uh. then. Determine. Yeah. Like you, there's a knob that they're grind. They're ground homogeneously. Yes. Is it is homogenous grind? Are you happy, Jeff, with the consistency of the grind? Yeah, the okay. consistency was like really good. Uh, there there were some fines in it that uh, like a higher quality grinder wouldn't have had, but overall, I'd say it's really it's it's, it's pretty it's good quality. Ten times better than what we originally had. Yeah, which was nothing. Well, no, we had a grinder, but it oh, was yeah, so yeah. inconsistent. Oh yeah, the blade grinder. Yeah, you, you you need a burr grinder if you if you want to make any kind of coffee for anything. Actually, blade grinders actually there is a according to some coffee experts, I have never actually noticed the difference, but there is a difference in flavor 
between burr ground coffee and blade ground coffee? I will say this. We, we are now tasting the coffee uh, that Jeff made, and I feel like this coffee is very rich. It is. That's the coffee itself. It's very full of... Um, the other piece of hardware flavor. we have is a digital scale that I bought on Amazon, and I am super impressed with it. The weight limit is uh, lower than I thought it would be, only 500 grams, but it, it how measures much, in hundreds, that hundreds is, of the grams. Is that in ounces? I don't know. What about pounds? I don't know that either. What about... Uh, uh, no, it would be about it would be about three quarter of a pound. What about kilograms? Half a kilogram. Very good. <laughs> no, but this is a, a mere <laughs> digital scale. It's accurate to the hundredth of a gram, which I was really impressed with, and it seems to be very sensitive and very accurate. So I dare you. We'll use that to weigh out our coffee. Uh, for those of you who are interested, we have a 32-ounce French press, and we put about 55 grams of coffee in. I put 50 in this time, and it was too weak. So it was too weak, you think? I think I it's think too it's weak. I think I think it. Normal. I think the flavor just could use a little bolstering that an extra ten percent of grinds right. would help. The color is dark, but that's the, not always this, the. This coffee is black. Like this is blacker than most of the coffee that we brew, and it's like a, yeah. So let's talk about this, yeah. and we have something new. Also, we have an air table to Ooh. track. The kinds of coffee that we eat, or we drink, sorry, oh, yes. and uh, give our own personal ratings on it, and then this will someday be on the website. <laughs> so whip out your uh, Airtable app, and, and uh, Ruben, are you uh, doing it on web? Mm-hmm. Could you add a date field? Oh, yeah. Just put it at the end or something. I don't know. All right. We've got about 20 different field options here. I'm going to find the date Because then we can we can put a view of the most recent coffees that we reviewed and the highest rated ones. How do they find this mystical it will, air table? It will be linked on the website. It will at some point be on the website. Will it be close to the Amazon link? Probably right below it. Oh, putting the date in on mobile is really easy. You just tap on it, and it automatically has today selected in. So you wow. just yep. All right. So today's right. brew is. Uh, Metric Coffee Company's Le Corbusier. I don't Le know. I'm sure I destroyed that name, but so is metric. it French coffee? It's uh, Canadian. it's a French roast. It's oh. a dark roast blend. Um, a French roast blend. Yeah, it's dark roast. Mm. This coffee I got. It was recommended um, as what they thought I would like for in a pour over. Okay. And to be honest, I'm not impressed as a pour over. As a pour-over coffee, this was like, and that's the brewing method, pour-over. And um, it was just a little bit too dark, honestly. Did you but, try it as a pour-over? Yeah. Oh. And I didn't really enjoy it that much. Uh, Jeff, we also need to add a field for a link where they can buy the coffee on Amazon. If it is available have, on Amazon. I already have um, a roaster and a link to the roaster's website. All right, cool. So, but I could I could do an Amazon link as well. Well, add 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 another add a link field. That, some of these won't be available on Amazon, but but right. some of them might be. Um, Ruben, Ruben, we should. Uh, this is getting confusing because we should have referral links. In there, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's too much work. Uh, is there a way to? 
take a regular link and convert it into a referral link. Yeah, automatically. Do it yourself. <laughs> uh, there are some, yeah, there are some plugins or apps that would do it. There might be a Chrome plugin that would do it. Okay. Well, anyways, either way. All right. I like. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at this. What What do you think of the coffee? I like it. I don't love it. It, it tastes a little too uh, muddy for me. Yeah. It's not quite as smooth as I as I like. It's a very heavy coffee. Mm-hmm. But I In agree. Fact, it weighs approximately 408 grams. <laughs> I agree with Jeff, though, that it actually doesn't have that much flavor. Like, the coffee flavor is not quite strong enough. It's so... This scale is so sensitive that it uh, even when nothing is touching it, it still weighs 0.16 grams. How does that work? So... I'm, I, I submitted my rating. Layton, have you submitted yours? You have not, because I'm looking at the air table. Oh, am I supposed to go to the air table? Yeah, you're air? supposed to go into the air, air, air table. Ruben, uh. Uh, just go ahead and take the uh, Amazon link off, because both of the coffees I have on there don't have Amazon links. Oh. And I feel like it's going to be more work than Did you less. email it to me? <laughs> the, the link to the air table? One thing that's cool about Airtable, you can have bases, which are made to organize your different Airtables. So we have a French press podcast base. Let me make sure that. Uh... I'll, yeah, just, Layton, I'll just Layton, for you, Layton. Layton125 at Gmail. Go, go, go to your Airtable app. Do you not have the Airtable app on your phone? No. <sighs> Layton. You know, right. I, I well, out of five, you need out to of have five app. stars, how many stars would you give it? I'm creating a password. Um <sighs> Out of five stars, I'd yeah. give this like a two. All right. All right. Layton gives it a two. I give it a, I give it a four, but I think I'm going to downgrade that to a three because it, it's, it's just a, I, it's just a little bit too dark. <clears throat> this would be a great espresso coffee. Or if you're dumping, I did find that it w- worked really well if you dumped a ton of cream into it and mm-hmm. then you could still really taste the coffee. And that was good. I, I gave it two stars as well. Yeah. This is the kind of coffee that is good with a dessert. Yeah, it would is be really it? good with a dessert. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. What, Ruben? You gave it, what, how many stars? Two. Oh, great minds think alike. So where does this coffee take you? Um, it, it just kept me right here. Like, it didn't take me anywhere. <laughs> wow, it must be a mm. horrible coffee. Man, that's a bad cup of coffee if it leaves you right here. Well, I will say this did take me somewhere exciting. And when Leighton um, mentioned dessert, the next sip I took, it took me there. And uh, it takes me to a little um, French cafe in Paris, uh, drinking this coffee alongside of a nice uh, little tart. A little tart. Is that slang for a person that you don't like, Jeff? That sounds sounds mean. Uh, No, that's a tortelette. All right, let's move on. This, are you this, can... this coffee hasn't taken Layton anywhere. Uh, it. Yeah, this coffee took me to a dark hole. Uh, I, I imagine like spelunking. Don't. The bottom line is, don't buy this coffee. No. All right, Layton, you posted some pictures on our Instagram. I, believe. I did. All I right. did. I'm looking uh, at those photos right now. Yeah, download the Instagram app. I'll I'll send you the link. Um. <clears throat> oh yes, you took us to an exciting place. Yep, it's that place, everyone. 
All right, are you going to talk? Yep. So, <clears throat> this week's picture this takes us hundreds of miles away from my parents' basement <laughs> where we record. Wait, what? It takes us, as it were, across the pond, which is what some people use to refer to the Atlantic. I think your accent isn't English enough to use these slang, these idioms. All right. So we went over to Israel, and <laughs> this this is uh, a place called Masada. Um, and Masada is, as you can see <clears throat> from the Instagram post, is King Herod's fortress. Mm. Now, he had multiple fortresses. He had one by the sea. He had just multiple fortri. <clears throat> fortresses. And, and this one Four here, well, let's do another thing. <clears throat> this one here is special. Is special and interesting because it's possible he was never even there. Yeah, they don't have any record of him or they, of they him actually being there. But yeah. it was his. Yes. Oh yes. Was, but but he wasn't actually ever. Maybe never actually there. Exactly. Yes. Mm. King Herod is a wicked, interesting man. Wickedly interesting, but also wicked, and also interesting. Um, he he was very protective and he always tried to think through he always had to have he always tried to think of a plan B or a plan C however many many plans he had he always needed one more spare plan a backup for the backup for the backup and this fortress was his was one of his backup plans so obviously he had a you know a palace or fortress in Jerusalem I would guess I think he did didn't he I assume so but his main one was in Caesarea That's right by the sea Yeah but I but I assume he also had one in Jerusalem as well Yeah and he also had one in Bethlehem I I know that because that's where he made an artificial mountain and made a fortress out of that. Okay. Yeah. An artificial mountain. He ex he ex- excavated a mountain. He 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 dug a hole into a mountain, or did the opposite of a mountain. He did the like, like did the opposite of digging a hole into a mountain and built a mountain. Correct. Hmm. Yeah. He piled up a bunch of materials and made his own mountain. And that sounds like um for the time sounds very laborious. It, it yeah. was. That sounds laborious, but you've heard nothing yet. It, Just listen to Mas- the story of Masada. Masada is also close to the sea, the, the, the Dead Sea, the, the, not the, the Mediterranean. Word Masada, like Just like in my mind, as soon as I hear it, triggers a, 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 a memory of the word. Uh, the, the The Dutch word would be gmotmich. 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 I Misogynist. Oh. It's just like the, those two words sound similar, and so my my yeah, brain it, it instantly does links sound, them. It does sound like that, but it's a, a it's a mountain fortress. Yeah, it's a mountain fortress. Uh, think of an oversized butte, or what are those things called out in like uh, in Arizona in a, the desert? A buff, like oh butte as in b u t t e. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like sure. where it's just a straight up. Uh, not not like plateau, like it's very flat on top. Yeah, but it but goes straight on up sides. on the sides. A mesa. 
everyone knows what, everyone knows what you're talking about. Anyways. Let's keep on going. So, Masada, I don't know how far it is away from Jerusalem. Maybe forty miles. Probably. I have no idea. Forty. I'd say forty to seventy. Sure, but it's along the Dead Sea. Yeah, it's a mesa. Masada is along the Dead <laughs> Sea, and uh, King Herod decided that he wanted an escape fortress in case there was like a rebellion in say Caesarea or Jerusalem or wherever he was at he ha- he would have a place to retreat to and that was this uh fortress Masada he thought it looked beautiful from the vantage point up top on top of this massive butte i don't know what what you want to call it uh and so he decided to make his fortress there and he was determined to make this thing show like the glory of Rome. Hmm. And so he set out on making this thing very stocked and very like he he, he was constantly importing like uh, spices and sauces and the best wines and the most amazing fruits the whole time, even while he wasn't there. The whole because time. Just- Jeff, are you listening to this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <sighs> Just in case he would come, he wanted it to be well-stocked right. with, with fresh food. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they didn't have anything like refrigeration or like a way to keep the food uh, from spoiling. Mm-hmm. And so they were constantly restocking. Just the, like- the, the food would probably last, maybe last for like two weeks, three weeks. No, I'm so, like, about, we need to wrap this up in about three minutes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. All right. So King Herod, he he stocked this thing up and food was constantly spoiling, but he didn't care. Uh and on top of this massive fortress, he had a barracks, he had a very lavish palace. Uh if you go to the uh th- oh the third photo Wait, of our- I have an idea. Why don't we tell the second half of this story? Oh. Because this story is is long and it's very good. Oh. But let's save the second half for next week. All right, fine then. So what we've covered so far is the first photo is uh, of the Instagram post um, is kind of looking at the entire Masada from afar. The second photo is a top-down model view. And uh, if you look kind of closely, you'll see a sort of like triangular little ramp going up to the backside of Masada. In the model view, that that is in the second photo. Um, and we'll talk mind, about that ramp. That, that's important. Yeah, we'll talk about that little little uh, triangular piece going leading up to the side of Masada. Um, and the third photo is the storehouses mm-hmm. where they kept all the food and where it all spoiled, and they constantly had to throw it out and restock it. And you can see the Dead Sea in the background of that photo. Yes. So the Dead Sea, it's probably, would you say, three miles away from the yeah. fortress? Yeah, sure. Pro- probably. Sure. I don't think it's more than that. Maybe two miles. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, where the, the third photo. The fourth photo is a picture of, I think that was more storehouses it also might have been barracks mm-hmm. uh where the soldiers lived this is and 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 these photos uh the the third and fourth photo are the top like we're looking at the top of masada yeah and it's it's large you know there would have been several thousand people that could have uh like soldiers and that that could have been up there 
at, mm-hmm. any, at any given time and, and lived up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess that's all we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll go into his actual palace. Do you want to go into the actual palace? Like where he lived? Yeah, I have some pictures of that. Maybe I can share some of those uh, next week. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I included those. No, the ones... Not, no, he didn't. I'm talking about the ones of when we were there in the palace. Oh. What? I took some photos of us being in the courtyard of the oh, palace. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. All right. So that was part one of Masada. 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 And it'd be great if you, I mean, if you want to Google it and look it up because... There's it, a lot more detail than even what we'll be able to share next week. Oh, my, and it's, yes. it's an incredible story. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's about it yeah. for this episode. Good deal. Um, I did release last week's episode today. Mm. Wow. And so, Very uh, good. Ruben, uh, here's an idea. <laughs> since since Leighton and I were both late today, uh, maybe you could just make it a habit to post-release one week and just wait just while, you're, while you're waiting for us. Then you would have time. Well, that's what I Brilliant. did today. <laughs> um, well, we'll see. You might get this <sighs> episode on the 21st or the 28th or the 50th. All right. Layton, mm. what is the point? The point is, uh, I guess this is more of a question. Uh, Ruben made the statement that, you know, when, when Jeff was uh, on his phone, he said that, you know, he w- Jeff has lost his cadence. And I was like, Jeff has cadence? So that's point number one. Point number two, Microsoft's refund policy is non-existent. Point number three, Masada is across the pond. Point number four, the new grinder's pretty sweet. And what is the word of the week? The word of the week is refund. <laughs>